We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man, you're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more, with your hosts, Uncle Frank and Tom Mungia, The Gun Show. Shane is out this week. He wasn't feeling too well and had to skip out on this week's uh, meeting here that we have, but we are going to bring you a great episode today. And also, today's episode is brought to you by UglyGuppy.com for all of your promotional items, including screen printing and embroidery. I also want to say we have some awesome news. Carlos from Ugly Guppy was inspired by Tom's Discipline Blade, so much so that he decided he will be entering into the MS-150 this year in May. Tom, give us some more details on that, man. Well, yeah, it's like you said, Carlos, he contacted me. He's a, he's a fan of the show, of course. He listened to the episode, The Discipline Blade. He got motivated. He decided he wanted to do something. Uh, he, he's always been a runner, rides a bike. Um, he's always been very active, but that got him inspired to do a little bit more. He decided he wanted to do the MS-150. Frank, do you know what the MS-150 is? I don't, actually. I just know you got to ride a bicycle. <laughs> you ride. It's about 70. It's two days in a row of riding 75 miles each day. It's from Houston, Texas to Austin, Texas. So it's a you know wow, it's a yeah, pretty strenuous a... deal. And uh, what it does is it, the MS stands for multiple sclerosis. And they try to raise money for these people suffering with uh, multiple sclerosis. But the thing, the whole deal is it's not free. You don't just go grab your bike out of the garage, <laughs> show up at the beginning line. You know, you got you you got to pay an entry fee. It's about four hundred and fifty dollars. So this is where my idea came in. Let's help Carlos raise that money. He's a fan of the show. He's one of us. He got motivated. He's going to do something. So he's trying to help other people. Well, let's help him help others. We can all get involved. Uh, we can't all ride with him. Some of us, you know, don't live around here. You know, we got fans around the world, right, Frank? Absolutely. So, you know, we can't ride with him. Some people are not ready to ride with him physically, but we can be there with him by donating to the cause. He's got a link. We'll put the link in the podcast where you're listening from. You can just go on there, donate whatever you can, $1, $2, $10, whatever you can do to help him to help other people. And another idea we're going to have, and we're going to work on it right away, is we're going to get a T-shirt made with our podcast name. Hold on, I'm almost there. UglyGuppy.com, the ride for the MS-150. We're going to sell them. You buy them. All the proceeds will go to that entry fee, and any extra money is going to go also to raising money for MS-150. So it's a win-win for everybody. We're going to help people that are out there suffering. And uh, I was even thinking, Frank, you've talked about getting a YouTube channel in the past. We can have like a, a telethon like they do at Labor Day. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be uh, do you have funny. any talents, Frank? Absolutely not. Special... Nothing. I am talentless. Uh, well, I mean, y'all can't see what he just he, he just did a dance. It was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. You're going to want to give money just so you don't have to see this dance. Believe me, you're going to get cataracts if you see this thing. But anyway, give whatever you can. We're going to try to do something good. This this uh, bike ride is in May 2nd, I believe it is. So we can have him on. We're going to have him uh, periodically on the show just to talk about his progress. We can cheer him on. You know, I can yell at him some motivational sayings. But we're going to make this a big deal uh, and do some good. So uh, everybody, you know, I know you're out there. You're motivated. Let's keep Carlos motivated, and we're going to do something good. And that's going to lead us to our word of the day this week, which is going to be donate. donate. There you go. Awesome. Man, that is so fantastic. I, I, it's unbelievable that, you know, something that you put together and that that we're doing here is is inspiring people. Man, that yeah. that right there makes everything worth what we're doing is is to awesome. to inspire people to do just a little bit more. Exactly. Um, man, that's that's so awesome. 
Yeah, and we're not going to tell Carlos. Maybe we can make this a yearly thing. Like next year, we'll find like some type of bull riding event that raises money. We'll have Carlos do that. So <laughs> don't tell him. You know, that's something we have to spring on him later. We're going to make this a yearly thing and have him do something crazy to raise some money. Oh, man, that's so that's so incredible. <laughs> so with that today, I want to talk about expectations. So everybody has them. Everybody's running after them. What what does expectations what what does that word mean to you? Every, it's it's different for everybody. Um, you know, expectations that someone else has for you might not be the same ones you have for yourself. Expectations that you have for your significant other might you know they you might be setting the bar too high or too low you know so yes learning more about yourself also means learning what your expectations of things actually are and and tom is really great at setting expectations for himself um when you learn to to set expect reachable goals for yourself you can attain those goals and then feel great about yourself and go on to the next one. Um, so, you know, let's let's dive right in and, and talk about that. You know, what, what are some of the what are some of the goals and expectations that you've set here recently within the last week even? For myself? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> it seems like every week I'm adding more things to my uh to-do list. Uh, I, you're well aware, you know, I went and just bought a keyboard I yesterday. Know. So now I'm expecting I got to write me some music for the show. Uh, you know, I just I keep piling stuff on. But, you know, it's little goals. It's like you said, you have a long range goal, of, you know, for your expectations. And but you break it up into smaller ones, smaller ones that you can achieve. And, and once you achieve one, you go, OK, I can make it to the next one. And you just keep going like that. If you if you set out to climb the mountain and you only keep looking at the mountaintop, it seems like it's forever. Like it's, you're never going to get there. You have to break it down into smaller steps, and you can make you can go one step at a time, right? That's easy. One step's easy. Get to the mountaintop is going to be a little, a little bit more difficult. So, dealing with that kind of thing, it's setting your own expectations. Um, you have to be careful. Don't don't try to bite off more than you can do at one time. You know that's that's so crazy that you say that. So me personally. In the past, I would set unrealistic expectations. And then when I couldn't meet those expectations, I got, I, I pointed all of those emotions inward and I got so upset with myself. I, yeah. I thought, you know, consistently thinking that I was a failure, always, you know, kicking myself for not being able to, to reach those goals. Um, but then, you know, I, I started to, you know, read books and, you know, actually being able to absorb criticism, not as as um, looking at it as a, as constructive or um, looking at it as hurtful criticism. I just took it as, you know, as advice. Right. Right. People, everybody, everybody loves to give advice. You know, we had a show on it, but understanding that when you when you set these crazy and you know higher than mountaintop expectations and you don't meet them you know where does all that negative energy go right it, it's going right. to affect you it's going to affect you in the long run but understanding that you can make you know like you said bite size goals to make sure that you're feeding that energy you're feeding that motivation you're feeding that discipline blade continuously exactly. sharpening this thing and and taking it one step at a time even if it's a right. baby step it, it it doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward and you you stop right. holding yourself back and stop looking back right um you know if you and can... the expectations we have on others, you know, sometimes we're too hard on other people based on what we expect of ourselves. You know, um, that's like, a, you know, when we did the Monday Motivational, we talked about Paula Nikes. I had a terrible problem with always setting uh, standards for other people based on what I thought I should live up to, which is I felt uh, 
a familiarity with the character Polynikes in the book I was talking about. That's why, I mean, even on Twitter, that's what I use that name, Polynikes, to remind myself, hey, just because something is this important to you, it's not that important to everybody else. And you can't be upset with them and be angered because they're not living up to the expectations that you set for yourself. So um, you have to be careful of that. You know, not everybody's going to go to the gym every day. Not everybody's going to want to eat super clean all the time. And I can't hold them people and look down on them because they don't. Everybody has their own expectations of themselves. And I can't press my expectations and my beliefs on them. So what was it that pushed you to, to I guess have that self-realization that you cannot impose your your maybe your beliefs or your expectations or your um even your goals your mindset you can't project that onto someone and get mad because they don't understand because you get tired of being mad to be honest with you. you get tired of being frustrated with people and you're and you start asking yourself you know why am i always so frustrated and you look at other, you know, it's not, they're not bad people. They're good people and they do good things. You know, why am I always so upset? So it was just a matter of like saving myself almost, you know, saving myself all that anger and all that emotional trauma, you know, when I finally realized, you know what the problem, the problem isn't them, it's me. You know, I'm expecting them to live a life according to how I believe you should live. You know, I have my way of doing things. They have their way of doing things. I like, I like the color red. They like the color blue. That doesn't make them wrong, right? Yeah. We, we all have our own uh, value system, and some of us put priorities on different things, and, and it doesn't make us wrong. It doesn't make me right. It, it, we, we just are who we are. Man, that's that must have been some, some pretty crazy soul-searching because, you know, in, in the same light, I in reading all of these books that I was trying to – uh, understand where I was going wrong because it's the same thing with me. I was always mad, like the, uh, not knowing that the expectations that I was setting for myself was setting me up for failure because they were so grandiose. But also, I would be mad at others because they were not um, kind of reaching the level of excitement that i had for certain things you know yes, it's, it, yes. it's like you know why aren't why aren't you like extremely motivated to go out and do these things you have these opportunities to do them but not everyone not everyone sees an opportunity or not everyone sees a challenge as an opportunity everyone you know some people see a challenge as a challenge some people see a challenge right. as being extremely detrimental to their everything um right. So, yeah, man, you know, soul searching, understanding, self-reflection. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it stemmed from you doing that meditation, um, you know, actually listening to your thoughts and, and being okay with your thoughts, man. That goes so far. Anybody out there that's listening, give it a shot, man. Five minutes a day or even if you do three minutes a day, it's just start and it's not about quieting the mind it's it's about understanding that your brain is thinking and and almost giving your brain time to take a deep breath and just relax yeah oh man and understanding you know everybody has value we've talked about that before um and like i told you my favorite character that guy paul he's a bad guy in the book. I mean, he's a bad guy because he's just, he's so cruel to everyone because they are not living up to his expectations. And like I said, I saw a lot of myself, unfortunately, in him. And it, the saving grace was at the end, he realizes right there when he's facing certain death, you know, as this is it. This is our last day going to be alive. And these other men that he always looked down on, um, they, they couldn't fight. These were just Hooks. Some of them were just painters, but they chose to stay with him and fight to the end. And he realized then, you know, that they're still brave. They still have a lot of value. And it touched him so much. And you see his his turn, his salvation, his redemption. Um, and it's like one of my favorite parts in any book. It's my favorite book. And that, that's why I identify so much with that character. And, and like I said, I keep that name as my Twitter name because 
hey, it's a constant reminder, you know, hey, you know, the people you're going to encounter here on Twitter, not everybody thinks like you. Not everybody cares about the things you care about. So don't be getting upset with them. Don't go making a remark to them that, you know, might be hurtful. Just, you know, take everybody as they are and, and value them. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it, it sounds like it's such an easy thing. Self-reflection. It's not. It's very hard. It, it's not. It's very hard. Because you really have to stare at your missteps. You have to acknowledge your own downfalls. No one is perfect. We're all, all right. trying. Um, and and that's just it, it's it's amazing what you can do when you start uh self-reflecting and understanding um having empathy for yourself even uh as well as others oh man it's such a powerful tool um it it opens so many doors for communication and and once you learn how to communicate with yourself effectively because like you said there there are liars and that liar sometimes is you it's weird yes who lies to us more than we lie to ourselves? Nobody. Exactly, exactly. And man, you know, I know you've only been doing it. What is it? Your your third um, your third Monday motivation that we just right. had. Uh, you know, just listening to that and being able to uh, dig a little deeper to understand what it is I'm trying to do. What are my goals? What? Why am I doing this? Um, just, just questions that I ask myself after I listen yeah. to that, and and it really helps me identify where I'm trying to go and what it is I'm trying to do. And I know we had a couple of questions come in. You had asked a couple of people questions on right. Twitter. Um, what did what did they want to know? Okay, well, uh, one of the questions I got was from Donna. Donna is awesome. She uh, I've communicated with her for quite a while on Twitter. Um, She's one of these people, there's like a handful of people that have always been uh, supportive of me, um, complimented me. And this is pre-coming on the podcast. This is going way back. Always said nice things about me, about working out, uh, my diet, because I've always been active, like trying to post stuff. And she's always been really awesome. And, and I'm only saying her name on Twitter because she put it out there. There's the other people that have been supportive of me. I, I don't say their name because not all, not everybody wants to hear their name on, on a podcast. What's her Twitter anyway, handle? Oh, uh, she's a doctor, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, now, I'm going to say it off out of memory. I think it's D-R-K-L-A-U-S-E-R. Okay. That's her Twitter handle. Okay. And uh, she's a, a dentist, or she works in the dental field. Okay. She's awesome. She's out there in California. She's always going to these punk rock shows. She's got great taste in music. She's always, you know, working out herself. But she sent a question. He wanted to know about my fitness and clean eating regimen. So, all right, here we go. Now, Donna, she's a vegetarian, and she's she's a she's a vegan. She read, she's a big advocate of the starch solution diet. It's a it came out in a book by Dr. John A. McDougall, and it's big on using com- complex carbs, and it consists mainly of seventy percent starches, twenty percent vegetables, and ten percent fruits. Now, me, <laughs> my diet I follow is probably the opposite end of the spectrum. I would do more like, I would call it a hybrid of the carnivore, low-carb diet. And I combine that with intermittent fasting. And I've explained it before, intermittent fasting, I'll go 16 hours without eating. Okay? I do it, so at 8 p.m., I stop eating. Then I don't eat again until 12 p.m. the next day. That's 16 hours. Um, I personally have gotten my best results ever by following that plan. Donna has gotten fantastic results doing what she does. So I say, we're both doing the same thing. But, you know, you're going to tell me, hey, look, she's a vegan and you eat the animals that eat the plants. You know, how can that be the same thing? Because she found something that works for her. I found something that works for me. And that's the whole key to everything. You've got to find what works best for you. And that takes a lot of trial and error. It does. It took me took me a long time to find this where I'm at a point where, hey, man, I finally like the way I look in the mirror, right? All the hard work, all the dieting, all the cardio, I see I see it paying off for me. There's other guys that follow the traditional, what you call a uh, bodybuilding diet, which is uh, 
60% uh, carbs or 30% protein and 10% fat. Uh, I did that for the longest. For me, I couldn't make it work. I just could not make it work. This intermittent fasting, it's work, working best for me. Um, I work out on what you call a, a three-day split where you hit the body, every body part in your body in three days. Then it just starts all over. Holy um, cow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and I, the, let's say I do chest today. I'll do it heavy, you know, where I go really heavy, where I max out like at five reps. The next time I do chest, I'll do high reps. So try to give my joints, my ligaments, my tendons a break. Because if you constantly go heavy every day, you're going to wear yourself out. Your body just can't hold up. And look, I'm getting older. I'm 49. I'm going to be 49 next month. Whoa. You know, I have to make some adjustments to my, you know, to my program. For sure. So, you know, that's all. That's the only reason I, uh, I, I do that. I used to be like one of those hardcore guys that was heavy every day, trying to max out, trying to set a new record every day. But you you can't do that and i'm actually feeling some of the results of that because my elbows right now lately have been giving me a, a big problem man so but, uh, one thing that i read recently for people trying to figure out what you know what may or may not work for them um i was reading about uh eating for your blood type some I've, yes. some people's blood type is like man eat all the red meat you can meat and potato diet that's gonna be your game and then yes. other people's blood types, it's like, you need to be a vegetarian. You shouldn't right. be eating red meat. You know, stick to fish and vegetables and, you know, the heavy starch stuff. So, you know, if anybody's out there, you know, looking for a better way to eat, check that out. You know, of course, you got to figure out what your blood type is and right. then, you know, do a little bit of research uh, it, online. It's so ironic you mentioned that. We just got a new guy. He's our new captain, as a matter of fact, at the fire station. And he he was the first person I heard talk about that. And this was just this past week. He was talking about this very thing you're talking about. And he, he uh, sets his diet according to his blood type. Yeah, and the reason I started looking into it is because of my food allergies. Like, I'm, I'm very tired of the stuff that I eat because my staples are like chicken and rice, uh, from time to time, I, I get to go to Chick-fil-A and eat, you know, the chicken nuggets and have some fries. Um, but outside of that, it's chicken and rice or uh, a plain burger patty with a little bit of mustard on it. And I'll have like uh, a sweet potato with that. Um, but man, it's just like I'm, I'm done eating that. So I, I wanted to try to find something else. And then after I eat the Chick-fil-A sometimes, you know, I feel bloated and stuff probably from like the the uh, the soybean oil that they use for when they fry the, the fries. But, you know, and, and then the bread has a lot of soy in it, too. Um, it's unbelievable how many things have soy in them these days. Like absolutely everything has a little bit of soy or soy lecithin. And it, right. it's preservatives is killing us, man. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, like Tom said, trial and error. Go out there. Take those baby steps. Look it up. You know, you have to you have to get up and you have to put one foot in front of the other to try something. If it doesn't work out, scratch it. Try something else. At least you're moving forward and you're not and sitting it, still. And it's very important. Whatever you decide to try, give it time to work. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to work in two days. You know, give it a legitimate good effort to see if it's going to work for you because your body, your body's got to adjust. Your body's got to change. Your body's got to get used to this new thing. Yep. And it, and it takes a while before, you know, it, it finally starts realizing what you're doing and, and the body will adjust accordingly. Then you can see, OK, I'm getting results or not. Don't just, you know, say after three days, oh, well, this, this doesn't work and, and give up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that a couple of years ago, me and my wife tried that whole 30 diet. And it's it's essentially like the the whole caveman diet, lots of um, meats and vegetables with little carbs Right. And the 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 paper that we were reading from, 
it was like, okay, days one through three, you're going to feel pretty good. You know, it's going to be, you're getting rid of all the sugars, things from your body. And then day four and day five is going to, you're going to hit a brick wall. It's like you have a hangover because your body has completely depleted itself of a lot of the bad stuff that's in your body. It takes a while for that stuff to get out. You know, well, think of how long you've been stuffing yourself with that stuff. Exactly. That too, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It is so <laughs> crazy. And then I, I was learning about uh, the half life of caffeine. Like uh, when you when you drink a coffee in the morning, let's say that caffeine jump lasts you until about two o'clock. You know, you have it at nine o'clock. Right. You have the, your little crash at two o'clock, then you have like a little pick me up at two o'clock to keep you going through the rest of the day. Well, when you have that morning one, the half-life of that is still circulating through your body. And so when you have that second one, it's like you're you're giving yourself a double dose of the caffeine. So not only do you have the morning's coffee in there, but you now you have a, an extra charge of that afternoon coffee. And it, it's going to last you several hours. You know, it's going to take yeah. a while for it to go. That's why you lay in bed and you can't go to sleep because you still have that coffee running through your blood. It's right. so crazy how that stuff works, man. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that once you get a plan together, it will teach you how to combat laziness. And right. Tom actually had somebody from Twitter ask him how he does it. I sure did. But one more thing, because uh, this is going to help a lot of people. On YouTube, there's a guy named Thomas DeLauer, D-E-L-A-U-E-R. This guy, I learned everything about intermittent fasting. Uh, you can learn about the keto diet. He talks about all kinds of diets, and it's great information. Every Most of the things that I know about uh, intermittent fasting and the keto diet, you're going to learn from Thomas DeLauer. And, and I highly recommend that YouTube channel to anybody out there trying to change their diet. But, yeah, uh, I got a question from his name is at Friggins, F-R-I-G-D-I-N-Z on Twitter. And you can see him also. He comes out on a, a YouTube channel himself called Am I on the Air? And they do a lot of good movie reviews. They're pretty funny. They're entertaining. But what the question he sent me, he said, one thing I struggle with is after working long, hard hours through the week, I sometimes struggle to do projects on days off. I say to myself, you deserve to be lazy. But then projects get delayed and not done. He said he wanted to hear how to deal with that. So this leads me to one of my favorite things I love to talk to. I've had, you know, gigantic arguments with my buddies about this thing. I always, I've worked, I'll be up 36, 48 hours straight and I'll get off of work in the morning and I still go to the gym, even if I don't feel like it. And there's a reason. My friends will tell me, look, you know, you can't get in a good workout. You know, you need to take some rest. But this is what, and I have a hard time making people understand this. I've learned over time that that is the perfect time to build your willpower muscle. You know, you can't always work your, your body parts, your, your physical muscles. You have a willpower muscle, and that needs to be exercised also. And no matter how tired you get, once you've built that willpower muscle over time, you can know when you reach a, a certain time in your life, when you feel like you just can't go on physically, mentally, if you've worked that willpower muscle, if you've exercised it, you'll know for a fact that you can get through anything. One of the things that really uh, gets to us when we're in a difficult situation, we always ask ourselves, how can I get through this? Am I going to be able to get through this? And it's because of that anxiety. You know, you, you, you have all that fear wondering if you can do it or not. When you've exercised that willpower muscle, you don't ever have that anxiety. You know. You're going to get through it, and then you can just concentrate on the task at hand. Um, you see a lot of these uh, boxers, MMA guys, some of the best ones you'll see when they're in the, the ring waiting to fight, they're completely relaxed. It's because they don't want to burn off that extra energy. They don't want to have that anxiety going on because that anxiety is burning up energy. So when you feel like you're at wit's end and you haven't exercised your willpower muscle, the energy you do have left, you're burning it off just because of that anxiety, worried you won't be able to get through it. So 
the best time to exercise it for me is when I'm just absolute tired, feeling lazy, which I do feel like that, but I just, I got to keep going because I look at it as an opportunity to exercise my willpower muscle. You got to get, and once you do that, I mean, it's, it's a truly liberating experience. You know, you feel like you can get through anything. There's nothing that can stop you. You get like into a ter- Terminator mode, you know, uh, one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite mode. things, you know, cause you know, you can keep going. I, you remember that character, Kyle Reese, he said, you know, he's going to keep coming. He'll, nothing can stop him. Yeah. And that's what he was. You know, you could burn him. You could shoot him. You could destroy him. It was like, Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor. You know, he's coming, <laughs> you know. Terminator, you weren't going to stop him. And it's a liberating experience. You feel better. You know, uh, you're going to feel like crap, you know, <laughs> when you're actually doing the workout and you're tired. But it, it, it's one of my old sayings is you're either training to succeed or you're training to fail. And if you don't go do it, if you give into the laziness, if you go lay down, you're training to fail because when you hit a hard time, when you hit a rough patch, what are you going to do? You're going to quit. And that's not how you want to do things. That's that's not how you're going to want to be. And if you don't want to be when that moment of truth comes, that's when you start trying to exercise it because it's too late. Well, that's, that's you know that that's that's what you tell yourself. So for me. Um the the saying has always you know traveled around in my head is that um poor performance or uh proper preparation prevents poor performance right the five p's so you know let's even take you know chores around the house if you don't wash those three or four dishes that are in the sink you know, you use the fork, you use the spoon, you ate those Cheerios, you put the bowl in the sink. I'll get to it later. Guess what? Comadre shows up. Your mother-in-law shows up. And them dirty dishes are in there. Well, if you would have just washed them one minute, three minutes, washing them up, putting them up, she wouldn't have given you that dirty look. And I'm not <laughs> saying you have to do it to appease anybody, but, right. you know, hey, fluff that pillow. Get up out of bed. Um, yeah. You know, hang that jacket up instead of putting it up on the uh, on the staircase uh, rail. You know, it, it, it takes, tell yourself, it, this will only take me one or two minutes. What can I get done in one or two minutes? If I can get this done in one or two minutes, then why not just knock it out? That way you don't have to come back and do it later. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I read about exactly what you're talking about in that um, you know athletes and people that that are constantly preparing they they switch gears and they get in their mindset that you know all this fear and anxiety they use it as excitement and they make sure that it's it's turning into a positive instead of living down in the negative being worried being scared um you know almost to where it's crippling they they take those butterflies and they you know they 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 put them somewhere to where now instead of it being nerves it's go time it's flight or flight 2.0 and they know that they have they have done everything they needed to do to prepare for this moment they've trained they've studied they've done whatever and now it's time to prove that all their training was well worth it yeah you you mentioned that and i I was looking back right now i don't know if you saw me i was looking at my bookshelf i have a book and it's called uh, an in- endurance athlete's guide to mental training mm. and one of the things that i'll never forget these guys they train for the uh the hawaiian uh oh the, the iron, iron man. man oh yeah my these are the professionals yeah. these, are, these are the guys that those are competing have, to win those guys have sponsors man yeah and they say that one of the guys that and it always has stuck with me he said when he felt his worst when he did not feel like training and the the elements outside were terrible whether it was 110 degrees or 10 degrees he always looked at it as that training he did in that terrible elements or when he didn't feel like it, he was like putting money in the bank. Yep. And he and he kept and he always wanted to put as much money as he could in the bank so that come race time, when he had to dig down really deep, he could make that withdrawal. Yep. It was there. He put it away and now this is where the payoff was. And, and I always thought about that analogy and I was like, man, that, that made a lot of sense. And uh, so I've, I've always dug in a, uh, that book. 
Yeah, man, that's that's a that's a really great way to visualize that, you know, because you're out there doing your thing and you think you're just out there training for that day. But man, when you really do have to dig in there and find that find that habit, find that discipline, it's right there because you've always been there trying and trying and doing and doing and making sure you have that those few coins for that rainy day and man yeah. cash them in one of the fav- uh, one of the things i see a lot of these motivational speakers talk about they they talk about the phrase you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable oh yeah that's for it sure it doesn't phase you it does not phase you once you reach a certain level you, you know it's just one of those things you just deal with yeah absolutely and and man i'm so glad you said that that reminded me of something so today as a matter of fact part of my goals for this year in continuation is to learn better communication skills so what i did was i reached out to three people that i work with there, uh, two of them are managers, and one of them is a, a project manager for our company. And I asked them today. I said, "Hey, would you be interested in having fifteen-minute meetings twice a week? Uh, I want to go over my game plans that I have on current current projects. I want to, you know, bounce ideas off of you. I want to be able. I want to send you a an email that I'm about to shoot out to critique it for me." to give me some pointers because they've been in the game for a little bit longer than I have and to have that advice. And I told them flat out, I am interviewing mentors. I'm having a, a, uh, a trial uh, for, for, an, uh, uh, for a mentor. You know, I, I want, I'm looking for a mentor and this is, this is what I want from it. And this is what I hope you get from it in that, they're they're also learning communication skills, learning how to speak to someone that is looking for information, giving guidance and things like that. Um, and I called them sensei sessions, and awesome. and they were you know uh, two of them were just like I wouldn't say flabbergasted, but they were very very appreciative that I would ask them, you know, because I asked. Um, it's two women and one guy, you know, and, and I asked them because I want also a different perspective um, from from that of a, of, of a man, you know, because I think one way and everybody thinks differently. But to be able to um, kind of gain that perspective from how a woman in a management position, how she attains um, everyone's concentration during meetings, how they are able to effectively communicate. Um, and, and for the guy that I asked, you know, he was, he was just like, man, that, that's great. Sounds like a great idea. Um, and I told him too, look, um, I, I only want to do this until March. I want to give you an out. If you, if you're not finding any, um, any worthwhile, like if, if you feel like I'm wasting your time, uh, tell me before March. But in March, I want to be able to say, hey, look, you've helped me with these emails. You've helped me grow as a person. You've helped me grow as an employee um, to now say I can turn around and offer to mentor. Or if someone comes to me and would like to be mentored, I can say, hey, you know what? I learned this um, from these three people, or I learned it from one specifically in that they helped me do this because I was looking for this. Um, I was very specific when I asked, I didn't just say, Hey, you want to be my mentor? I was very specific in what I was looking for. Um, and I told them that I was going to prepare all the agendas, questions that I had scenarios that maybe I was involved in meetings, maybe how I could have reworded something or rephrased something to where the, my audience didn't like spaz out on me. Cause that's a happened. Uh, I'm excited about a, a certain project and, you know, I might divulge a little too much information and that puts the person on the other side of the table in a frenzy that it has to get done right now. And, oh man, you know, they're just ready to charge when those were not my intentions. It was, it was mainly to give my observation or it was to give a heads up that, Hey, this is coming down the road. Let's be right. ready. 
Um, and, and you never know how people are going to take that information. So, um, you know, the, the sensei sessions, if that's a, an idea that anybody wants to use out there, you know, give it a shot. But if you're going to, if you're going to look for a mentor, make sure that you are upfront with them because a lot of times, you know, folks don't have time. If you, if you're asking them for help, don't give them more work to do, you know, say, Hey, this is what I'd like to learn. Um, this is maybe, you know, a book that I've read or something that I've done that I'd like to put into practice. What do you think? You know, cause it's going to be a two way road. They're going to learn something. You're going to learn something. And hopefully you will not only have learned a good way to do things, but maybe you will also learn a little bit something about that person in that you wouldn't do a certain something, you know, maybe their opinion or the way they see something doesn't fit with with what you're doing or what you're trying to do. And that's OK. It doesn't have to be. But as long as you're able to identify that and and talk through it and understand how to communicate with someone that may not agree with you or someone that that does not have your morals, you know, you can find out a lot about people just by having these these you know, conversations with them. But yeah, man, it's this so awesome that you talked about that. Um, it's it's going to hopefully it'll be good. I'll, I'll continue to give updates on that um, and see so, how it goes. So from you're there. going to them with, with a specific vision that you have in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's great because we can talk about it a little bit. Something I wrote up for today to talk about and it kind of ties into that, too. So that, that's good that you brought that up. Awesome, man. Well, let us have it. What you got? Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. Well, well, Frank, you know who Nostradamus is? Yes. Okay. Well, for those out there that don't, Nostradamus, he was a 16th century French astrologer. He's most famous for writing a book in which he reportedly made predictions of the future. People have even credited him with making predictions involving current day events. Now, whether or not he could actually see the future is up for debate. His writings were very vague and unclear. But what is not up for debate is that you must develop the ability to see the future, your future, the future you're working towards, your goals. Unlike Nostradamus, you must see your future absolutely clearly and without any vagueness. You must know exactly what it will look like, what it will feel like, what it will smell like. How will you know you're moving in the right direction unless you know what it's supposed to look like? Don't settle for anything that doesn't look like that vision. Now, if you share that vision with others and they can't see it like you do, don't get frustrated. It's okay. It's your vision you're seeing, not theirs. Like Nostradamus, write what you see. Write it every day. Do you have to do it like he did and be awake for nights on end meditating over a brass bowl filled with water? (laughs) No. Just write it and work for it. Never forget. The best way to predict the future is to create it. And only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. Man, oh, Nostradamus. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. You know, and as as much as we kill ourselves trying to make these goals and, and do these things, remember to also rest. You know, just like just like you said earlier, you know, you don't go hard every single time you work out. You have to let those ligaments and those joints, you have to let them recover. Don't forget to let your brain and your body recover. You know what? Put that phone down, uh, you know, write that email and then go take a break. Um, on, On your days off, make sure that it's a day off for you. You know, make sure that you're getting that proper downtime that you need to recover, to go back to whatever it is you're doing, whether it's work, whether it's being a mom, whether it's being a dad, make sure that your brain is ready to accept these responsibilities and give good attention to the task at hand. And you can't do that without proper rest and recovery. I'll tell you, one of the big things that I've uh, become an advocate of, I and you just go to YouTube, type in uh, sleep sound or sleep music, mm. and they'll play like these soothing things. Some of them will say like uh, special tones for healing. Oh, yeah. Special tones for, yeah, and you, I'll pick like an eight-hour one. 
and I'll just let it play. You know, you don't have to watch the video. You just let the, the sound play on your phone as you go to sleep. And uh, man, I really feel like it helps me to get a better rest, sleep better through the night. Um, you have to pick a good one because you know, sometimes my wife will tell me, hey, look, that, that last one you had last night, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't use that one again. So, you know, you have to, you know, like I said, everything's trial and error. But it might be something you want to try, like I said, and it's it's free. It's not one of these apps that you have to pay for. Just go to YouTube, type in, type in Sleep Sounds and, and uh, try it out. I, I think it'll help a lot of people. One of my favorite things to listen to when I study is um, if you do that same YouTube search for restaurant sounds or um, kitchen sounds, uh, public space uh-huh. sounds, you know, so they have right. someone has taken a recording device into like the the kitchen side of a restaurant and all you hear is you know dishes rattling and silverware being moved around and in the background you hear somebody ordering you know they're they're calling out the orders or you know someone's taking a recorder into like starbucks and you hear like the whistle from the clean you know from the uh, cappuccino machine being cleaned and you know all that stuff and uh it it as I, I don't like it to be f- completely quiet when I study. I have to have a little bit of background noise. Right. And so I, you know, I found the, I kind of just stumbled on them. And man, I would get into a trance to where I could study for at least an hour before I took a break because it was just right. like the constant hustle and bustle and it was very low. And, you know, it got me into that hyper focused sense to where, yeah. you know, I was retaining information. I was able to do a little bit more, go a little bit further. Um, so yeah, it, it, and they're great sounds too, you know, it's nobody like going crazy or anything like that. You can hear like laughter in the background yeah. and, you know, so, and I know some of us are still kind of, uh, secluded and, and whatever during all right. this COVID stuff. So, you know, that might bring back a little bit of normalcy yeah. to your day, yeah. especially if you work yeah. from home, you know, see if you can find office sounds and, yeah. and there you go, you know, you're back in that office setting and you can get back to what you're yeah. doing and, and have at it. Yeah, when I'm studying, uh, or when I'm, uh, especially now that I, you know, I do the writing for the show uh, and stuff, I'll always put on, uh, like, Mozart. Uh, they'll have a special, and once again, I go to YouTube. I use YouTube for everything. You have a YouTube, and it'll say uh, music for studying, music for creativity, and I just have it on in the background. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the relaxation of it or what, but something helps because I'll get into a groove, and I'm just going, you know. So, yeah, yeah just uh, especially, you know, like, I don't know if you told you this. I've got four kids. So for the past 20 years, Ooh. I've had nothing but noise in the house. <laughs> so the, so when it's quiet, it's very awkward yeah, to me. something's wrong. You know, what are you doing? Yes. You're writing yes, on the walls. So, Get over here. So that, that makes me very, uh, you know, I just, I can't relax because there's no sound. I'm used to always being just loudness yeah, everywhere. Man. So now that, you know, they're getting older and, move, you know, doing their own thing, the quiet kind of, the quiet is deafening. Mm, yes. Sense. Oh, no, that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When it's too so, quiet, my thoughts just start going out into left field. Right. And I need that little bit of noise or or something to to keep my mind focused on what it is I'm trying to do. Because, yeah, right. I, you know, I'm kind of scatterbrained at times. It's like, oh, squirrel. And then, you know, I'm looking at something else. Uh, and right. I have to have that, that background, that background noise. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So you talked about those links. What was that guy's name? Thomas DeLore? De- DeLauer. DeLauer. E- it's Thomas, then uh, D-E-L-A-U-E-R. U-E-R. Okay. Delour. And he's great. Any kind of question that you're going to have on a diet, uh, he'll, he's got videos. He's got a million videos. Uh, he's got one that if you're in, if you want to try out intermittent fasting, it's a video called everything you need to know about intermittent fasting and just watch him. You're going to learn something. Uh, he talks about keto. He talks about everything. And, uh, some of them are long, but some of them are just real quick hitters, you know, like three minutes, four minutes. So you're not there sitting there all day, you know, 
trying to figure out what he's talking about. All right, I'm, I'm taking down these notes so yeah. that I can attach them in the um, extra space for when we yeah. launch this. That way some folks can, you know, click on the links, check them out. Yeah. And then also, you know, don't forget our about our friend Carlos. Uh, we're going to exactly. put that link up there too to make sure, you know, a dollar, two dollars, whatever, yes. anything helps. Um, yes, and, you know, to get him riding for that MS-150 and get some of these folks with uh, MS, you know, the the care and the, the attention that they need to, you know, help them out. Right. Even though we're all staying at home, you know, uh, we're not doing much. These people still have problems. Oh, yeah. They still need help. Everybody. And uh, so if we can still help in some kind of way, let's do it, man. It's a great opportunity to get involved. Like I said, if he got motivated. If listening to it got you motivated and you want to get up and do something, and you're, but you're saying, man, but I, I'm not in shape to go ride the MS-150. Well, we know somebody who is. You can help him, and through him, you're helping yourself. And then maybe, who knows, maybe next year we can – you'll – You'll want to get up and do it, and then we'll do a link for you, and then you know, work out like that. That would be amazing if by next year we can have a we team. can have a team. Yes, you stole the words right out of my mouth. We inspire yes, people to have a team, or even you know, go beyond the MS one fifty and have a team for people that you know volunteer for Habitat for Humanity, volunteer right. for the food, uh, the food bank. You know, we oh man, that'd be so cool go out there and just have like a gang of volunteers trying to make a difference, make things better, helping out. Oh man, that's so fantastic. That would be, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. We could all wear our, our t-shirts and man, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fantastic. It'd be awesome. It'd be really awesome. Exactly. Like I said, we're, you know, he's not making money off it. We're not making money off it. You know, once he getting out, he's probably gonna get some sore legs and a sore butt. (laughs) I mean, have you ever rode two days, you know, uh, 150 miles? Have you ever that, rode that Heck far on a bike? No, man. No, so. Ride that so, far in a car, you know, my butt hurts. Exactly. So, you know, uh, we'll help him out. Carlos is going to do it, so let's just cheer him on. Yeah. I'll ride in the truck next to him just ah, giving motivational water. things at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll yell at him, you know, you can do it. Sharpen that blade. Sharp. Sharp. You know. Oh, man. All right. But no, he's going to do it and we're going to cheer. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, I had such a great time talking about these things. I hope, like Carlos, you're motivated to do just a little bit more. You know, if if you're not, you know, hey, maybe you're motivated to do something else as long as you're motivated. Yeah. And thank you uh, for the people that sent in the questions. I appreciate that. It gave us some good stuff to talk about. So. Yeah, man, that's that was really cool. I'm glad to hear that people are listening. <laughs> that's that's yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that's always the best news. Yeah. So you know, if you're out there listening, uh, leave us a review, one, two, five stars, whatever you want. Uh, drop us a line. You know, give us some more. Give us some more. Um, items to talk about and we can go over you know how we're doing things like i said i'm going to be updating everyone on the sensei sessions that i have with these uh potential mentors at work we're going to give you updates on carlos from uglyguppy.com check in with him see how he's training see what else he's been motivated to do and of course don't forget to tune in monday mornings for Tom's Motivational Mondays. Yeah. Let us know if you like that music too, man, because I work my butt off on that music. Tom has these incredible motivational things, and I try to put good music behind it. But here soon, Tom's going to have his own music because he went and bought a keyboard, and it's going to be incredible. So Listening to that Mozart got me motivated. Oh, man. There we go. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. Everybody stay sharp.